Hi friends, and welcome to another episode of the Oakham Church Podcast. Uh, In this episode, we're going to keep it short and sweet. I'm going to keep it really simple as well. Throughout this season of Lent, we've been focusing our attention on the ancient, uh, traditional uh, way of working their way through certain set texts, certain set times known as the lectionary. Um, And so very loosely, these podcasts and the subsequent messages on a Sunday uh, have been based around those readings and some of those readings. And so today uh, I'm going to read you um, the three main readings that are going to be taken from the lectionary that are for this week of Lent. And so our first reading, uh, while I do that as well, just encourage you to kind of actively listen, um, regardless of what you're doing as you're hearing this, whether you're um, driving on your commute into work or doing some shopping or some chores or um, you're out out with the kids somewhere and you've got your headphones in or you're walking the dog or whatever it is that you're doing, um, whether you've got a Bible in front of you and you're reading along or whether you're just going to listen to me read. As I read these passages from scripture, I just want to encourage you to actively listen and and particularly for the the things that are going to kind of come up again and again within these three texts even though they're very very different we've got uh, an epistle we've got one of the letters from Paul we've got um, a little story from one of the gospels as well as we've got an old testament um, prophet uh, writing as well from Isaiah today and so it couldn't be more different and yet within each of those if you listen you will hear key themes you will hear things coming up particularly as I'm going to focus on Sunday around this idea of past present and future so here's our first reading it's from uh, the epistle uh, of the Philippians chapter 3 and we'll start kind of somewhere around verse 4 yeah the end of verse 4 it says this Philippians 3 Uh, verse starting in verse 4b we'll call it if someone else thinks they have reason to put confidence in the flesh i have more circumcised on the eighth day of the people of israel of the tribe of benjamin a hebrew of hebrews in regard to the law a pharisee as for zeal persecuting the church as for righteousness based on the law faultless But whatever were gains to me, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them garbage that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God on the basis of faith. I want to know Christ, yes, to know the power of his resurrection and participation in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, and so somehow attaining to the resurrection from the dead. Not that I have already obtained all this, or have already arrived at my goal, but... I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead, 
I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenwards in Christ Jesus. And then our second reading for this week of Lent is from John chapter 12, starting in verse 1. Six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany, where Lazarus lived, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. Here a dinner was given in Jesus' honour. Martha served, while Lazarus was among those reclining at the table with him. Then Mary took about half a litre of pure nard, an expensive perfume. She poured it on Jesus' feet and wiped his feet with her hair and the house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. But one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, who was later to betray him, objected. Why wasn't this perfume sold and the money given to the poor? It was worth a year's wages. He did not say this because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. As keeper of the money bag, he used to help himself to what was put into it. Leave her alone. Jesus replied. It was intended that she should save this perfume for the day of my burial. You will always have the poor among you, but you will not always have me. Meanwhile, a large crowd of Jews found out that Jesus was there and came, not only because of him, but also to see Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. So the chief priests made plans to kill Lazarus as well. For on account of him, many of the Jews were going over to Jesus and believing in him. And then finally, um, from the prophet Isaiah, we've got Isaiah chapter 43. But now, this is what the Lord says. He who created you, Jacob, he who formed you, Israel, do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Saviour. I give Egypt for your ransom, Cush and Seba in your stead, since you are my precious and honoured in my sight. And because I love you, I will give people in exchange for you, nations in exchange for your life. Do not be afraid, for I am with you. I will bring your children from the east and gather you from the west. I will say to the north, give them up. And to the south, do not hold them back. Bring my sons from afar and my daughters from the ends of the earth. Everyone who is called by my name, whom I created for my glory, whom I formed and made. Lead out those who have eyes but are blind, who have ears but are deaf. All the nations gather together and the peoples assemble. Which of their gods foretold this and proclaimed to their former things? Let them bring their witnesses to prove they were right, so the others may hear and say, it is true. You are my witnesses, declares the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen so that you may know and believe me and understand that I am he. Before me no God was formed, nor will there be one after me. 
I even, I am the Lord, and apart from me there is no saviour. I have revealed and saved and proclaimed. I am not some foreign God among you. You are my witnesses, declares the Lord, that I am God. Yes, and from ancient days I am he. No one can deliver out of my hand when I act. Who can reverse it? This is what the Lord says. Your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. For your sake I will send to Babylon and bring down as fugitives all the Babylonians in the ships in which they took pride. I am the Lord, your Holy One, Israel's Creator, your King. This is what the Lord says. He who made a way through the sea, a path through the mighty waters, who drew out the chariots and horses, the army and reinforcements together, and they lay there never to rise again, extinguished, snuffed out like a wick. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. The wild animals honour me, the jackals and owls, because I provide water in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland to give drink to my people, my chosen, the people I formed for myself, that they may proclaim my praise. Yet you have not called on me, Jacob. You have not wearied yourselves for me, Israel. You have not bought me sheep for burnt offerings nor honoured me with your sacrifices. I have not burdened you with grain offerings, nor wearied you with demands for incense. You have not bought any fragrant calamus for me, or lavished on me the fat of your sacrifices. But you have burdened me with your sins, and wearied me with your offences. I, even I, am he who blots out your transgressions for my own sake, and remembers your sins no more. Review the past for me. Let us argue the matter together. State the case for your innocence. Your first father sinned. Those I sent to teach you rebelled against me. So I disgraced the dignitaries of your temple. I consigned Jacob to destruction and Israel to scorn. And then just to repeat that phrase from uh, verses 18 and 19 to finish. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Grace and peace.